your new home for podcasts and original music. The Sacknif One Radio Network. Nick Saban does not play anybody less than his. He doesn't put anybody less on the field than his very best player. Bama does what Bama does. Um, I heard a noise. My bad. Somebody just left it on. <laughs> left it on my step, uh, that Colorado defense is definitely underrated, but he, they ended up pulling it out late. Uh, they have one of the players to watch for, uh, Isaiah Spiller. Oh, it, it's better. It's better now. Trust me. Like back in the day, there was at least one murder. <laughs> so, I mean, it's better now. You realize that you're not doing anything to pressure cases by getting me to go down there. No, nah, man, come on down there. It was only one murder. Yeah, they're only averaging one murder a year. And shout out to Florida. They're playing them this Saturday. Number 11 ranked Florida playing number one Alabama. So I think that's going to be a high scoring game. And wow. Well played, Colin. Well played. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get a double finger point. One for me and one for Sean. You know, you get deep. And good evening, good evening, good evening, one and all. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, people of all ages from all over, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Anthony Handy. I'm Sean Spencer. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week in SEC football. I didn't mean to step on you, brother. We we just now started trying to do this whole duet thing. We got to figure out which one of us is Wanya and which one is Sean. We go get it. Well, you could be Sean. I just be Wanya because your name already Sean. That's easy. We got it fixed. Welcome this week in SEC football. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, y'all. A lot happened last week. You already know it has been the absolute craziest season. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. How are you, man? I mean, a lot of your stuff was a lot of your picks, that man. <laughs> How was this weekend in football for you, man? Look, I was I I was off on some of my picks because I picked LSU to win, and we see how that went. And I think I picked Arkansas. No, I said I would be interested to see how Arkansas and Ole Miss bounce back after all the hype and then losing. Uh, especially, don't forget the popcorn. After don't uh, yeah, uh, don't forget the popcorn. Um, but the one that I hit on for show for show, we'll talk about a little bit later. I'm gonna get right, I'm gonna get right into it because I mentioned Bama. I want to talk about Bama first, man. Look, who knew? I mean, not that Bama is infallible, Bama has won national championships with one loss. Now, I think the year they beat us, uh, the year they beat us in the national championship, I think they had no. They got in the championship the next year in 2018. They got in with two losses. They had two losses and they still got in. No, that was the year they beat us because they lost. They lost to Auburn, and then they lost to Auburn and somebody else beat them, and they still got in because they were Bama. And of course, yep. they they beat us. So Alabama, the mighty mighty Crimson Tide, were felled. David slew Goliath this past weekend, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. I, I I didn't know what to say about it. My mind, I was mind blown after it happened. I was watching this, going, "Are you seeing this?" And I feel bad, bro. You were working that you missed it because it. No, it no, I saw. It. No, I I I was watching. I watched a little bit uh, on my phone after you uh, messaged me. Oh, you you missed the early game. That's the one we go talk about later. But man, mm. I'm gonna tell you what. I 
I I never would have I never would have thought that. I always thought the only thing that upset me about that loss was that Kirby Smart was not the former assistant to beat mm-hmm. Nick Saban. It turned out to be Jimbo Fisher after all of that. And Jimbo said, I would possess. And Saban was like, what? In golf? Nah, on the gridiron, fool. I got you. Sit right. <laughs> down and take this butt whooping like a man. Boo boo. <laughs> so, anyway, the mighty number one Bama topples the number four after the loss to Texas AM. And um, I, I just, I got nothing for it because. They were playing with a backup quarterback, Calzada, who got mm-hmm. hurt and he got banged up some point during the game. He's actually questionable for uh, – I mean, they're saying that he's looking like he's going to be okay, but they listed him as questionable for this weekend. But uh, – Did you see the hit? I missed it. I, I blinked and I missed it. He threw a touchdown pass and, uh, oh, and he, stood, he, got- he stood in the pocket. Yeah, and, they, and the knee got bent back. That's so, right. His, his knees got hyperextended. Yeah, that's right. No, mm-hmm. like, so he's. They say he's questionable, but look like he might play this weekend. Oh yeah. And Bama drops to number five, and Texas A and M lore lives on. Those of you that might have might be brand new SEC sports fans might remember the last time that a heavily favored Alabama lost to Texas A and M was mm-hmm. a little fella by the name of Johnny Manziel back in 2012 mm-hmm. under coach Kevin Sumlin. Now he was there. I saw him. He, he out there on the – look, he out there on the sideline. Like, you know how guys leave college, go to the NFL, then they come post up on the sidelines like they're doing big things. Mm-hmm. Johnny got kicked out of the NFL, got kicked out of XFL, got kicked out of AAFL. They say he can't even play flag football in the Fairfax County – you absolutely right (laughs) he should have just he should have just sat there on draft night when he was sitting there mad because he would have picked up he should have just sat there he just should have just sat there but i digress (laughs) i don't even know what i would do with a man named johnny football did you get the reference because yeah yeah thank you very much but look but he celebrated when he celebrated after the game he tried to celebrate like he was the winning quarterback or something like that i'm sure he i'm sure he tried to turn up and i'm sure in about a couple of years a couple of videos show up johnny Mm -hmm. somewhere passed out behind a dumpster oh man but Bama moves on. They're still, even after that loss, they're still odds on favorite to win. ESPN has them projected 82%, uh, 82% to win over Mississippi State. Now, that says a little something about what folks think after they lost last week to AM because it probably would have been higher. But Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi State has been doing a little damage. Um, Bama, you know, their big thing, they bounce back after a big loss. They do. They mm-hmm. do. So Mississippi State, if any of you are watching this right now, I'm sorry. Cause just yeah. go ahead and strap up because they're getting ready to bring the bring the big heat. Saban um, hasn't lost two games in a row since his uh first year coaching. Yeah, and I brought up the 2012 win. And guess what happened after they lost that 2012 win? They, they went on the SEC championship game in the BCS yeah. championship. Yeah. Now, of course, that particular year, my squad, go dogs wasn't uh wasn't as on point as they are right now but they did have the great aaron murray who's now sports broadcaster for espn you know I, mm-hmm. I, his his jersey is my game day opening day jersey every year i throw on number 11 lucky number nice. 11 um i gotta get a herschel jersey but they're kind of expensive that is a side note but anyway um bryce young in that loss 
uh, not in the loss, but Bryce Young right now is at about 346 yards per game. Mm-hmm. He's got 20 touchdowns. He's got three interceptions. His one weak spot, he's not a rushing quarterback. He's got negative, mm-hmm. 20, he's got negative 22 yards on 20 attempts. So, mm-hmm. you know, what that tells me is that he really needs to stay in the pocket. He does his best work when he stays in the pocket, trusts yep. the process, goes through his reads. He's gotten, he's very good at that. Uh, he looked a little shaky in the Florida game, but he's gotten much better at that. Um, the offensive line needs to shore up some because he definitely got a hand it to him Saturday night. And so that, I mean, either, either, either Alabama's offensive line is who we thought they were hmm. or Texas A&M just brought the big heat last week. One of them too. Right. We'll see. Uh, Jamison Williams, their leading wide receiver, 27 receptions, 570 yards and five touchdowns. They've also got, he's also got some other weapons in it. He's got Cam Latu with five touchdowns. He's got Michi. You, you can't mention their wide receivers without mentioning Michi. And Michi oh, yeah. is not leading, uh, is not leading the pack in yards or touchdowns, but he's got three touchdowns. Uh, I, I foresee Michi going pretty high as a draft pick. This is last year, I believe. Um, Brian Robinson, their running back. I've been saying it all season. Look in my eyes, y'all. Brian Robinson is a whole grown man. Mm-hmm. 526 yards in six games. Got six rushing TDs, one receiving TD. He even had 147 yards in the loss against AM. The one problem that they had in that game, they could not get him in the end zone. And uh-huh. generally, when they got the running game is on point and they can score touchdowns on the ground, the defense starts keying up on the ground on the rushing game, and then Bryce just steps back in the pocket and does his thing. But once they realize that they could keep keep Robinson out of the end zone, they started coming for him. Uh-huh. Uh, the defense is allowing here's here's their biggest thing: the defense is allowing twenty eight points per game. Uh, you kind of got to, I mean, in the SEC, there's not a lot of room for error. As you can see, you allow 28 points per game. You, you're prone to get beat on any given Saturday. Now, mm-hmm. on the flip side of this, Mississippi State at three and two, they're actually second in the SEC West. And um, a win, believe it or not, a win right now would put them would it put them over Bama? I'm not sure how that whole. I'm not sure how it works, but they would have the head to head over Bama because they're second mm-hmm. right now in the. They're second right now in that division. Um, their quarterback Will Rogers, 1,862 yards hmm. so far this season. He is leading the SEC in passing yards. Not Bryce Young, not the, the boy down in Florida who we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, none of their quarterbacks have played the entire season. Like JT Daniels has played two and a half, and the mailman has played two and a half. Will Rogers is leading the SEC right now with 1,862 yards, 14 touchdowns, and two pickles. Um, only problem that I see with Mississippi State, they got zero run game. Zero run game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 208, they've had 281 yards rushing total over six games that's it 281 over six games that means that they're wow. getting roughly 60 some odd yards per game that's yeah the um the biggest win they had this season though <laughs> irony they beat texas a&m yeah 
<laughs> that was the biggest win they had this season. So the keys to the game I got for this one, uh, Bama's really got to shut down Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. The irony, I live in a state where Will Rogers is famous. The airport here is actually called Will Rogers. And wait a minute. <laughs> I have a question to ask, and I'm going to try not to be too improvisational. That's my big $175 SAT word for the show. Because sometimes I come on and then Mr. Fingers put me to the side later and be like, Cat, you shouldn't have come on there and said all of that, boo-boo. You took up all the time. So I'm going to be brief. How you going to be in a landlocked state that ain't nowhere near close to the water mm-hmm. and call yourself an international airport is what right. I'm trying to find out. Can someone exactly. please investigate that for me? Thank you very much. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... If Bama can shut down the passing game, like run maybe a 4-3-4, mm-hmm. then shut that passing game down, I think they're – because they're front four. With, you, see what they're, you see what their rushing stats are. Mm-hmm. I think if they do a 4-3-4 now I'm not Nick Saban. I don't get paid to coach a football team. But based on the stats that I'm seeing and what Mississippi State's been able to put up so far or what they have not been able to put up so far, uh, I think they, they stack them up in the box shut the pass game down, make Rodgers uncomfortable in the pocket because he doesn't have a lot of rushing yards either. Um, and, 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 and for Bama, their biggest thing, they have got to get that, like week five when Robinson went off for 270-some-odd yards, they got to get their running game back to that, that form. Yeah. Um, now, Mississippi State, they got to figure out a run game, and they got to figure it out quick. There's not a – there's not – I mean, today's Thursday. Is it, is it Mike Leach, their coach? That's He's got that – I mean, they had that offense from like Washington State, where it's five, six wide receivers. Oh, that old Spurrier offense, where it's just pass, 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 pass. Right, like they're they're a pass first run set. They're using the pass to set up the run instead of using the run to set up the pass. But now, and the only thing that has uh, given Alabama trouble is that spread. And if you have a mobile quarterback, and the problem with you know this guy's not mobile, but if you have that spread and you spread them out and you get them out of that box. That's the only thing that's given them issue, but tech, but uh, Mississippi State's nowhere near talented. Now, They're like four, three, and four stars. Now, if you're talking about Mississippi State when Dak was still there, that's mm-hmm. a probability, but not with not with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing they got, I think, seriously, it's a wrap. Um, their lead rusher uh, has 149 yards. He's averaging 28 yards a game. Mm-hmm. Their second leading rusher has 145 yards. Um, their big, their biggest, their biggest, biggest besides Will Rogers is uh, they got a linebacker named Jet Johnson that's got this clock like 37 tackles. So he's basically showing up every other play. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the edge to this one to Bama. Bama, please don't prove me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If things go the way I think they're going to go, we'll see you in the SEC championship. Please don't prove me wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they do, there are some injuries on Bama's side. Uh, defensive back Drew Sanders is out uh, with hand surgery. Uh, he was out last week against a He was injured in week uh, five. So they don't know when he'll be back. And Mississippi State doesn't really have any key injuries. So that's what we got for Bama, Mississippi State. Nice. M- moving on to, oh, and that kickoff is, I'll normally write that down so y'all folks can check it out. Not like y'all don't have uh, uh, Google, hey, Google, or Siri or whatever. But that kickoff is 7 p.m. on ESPN. Hmm. Moving on to our next game, Old Miss, number 13 Old Miss. is facing off against Tennessee, who is four and two. Mm-hmm. 
Marinate on that for a minute. Tennessee is four and two. Butch Jones, that's who I was trying to remember. Remember? Mm-hmm. Put it in the trash can. I don't know what happened to him. He was uh hanging around with old St. Nick, and I don't know what he's doing now, but they gave him a fat contract. I think they just gave him some money to sit down and be quiet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just go over there, sit down and be quiet, please. Um, Matt Corral, they say his Heisman hopes are still not dashed. Uh, that game last week was uh, ridiculous. 52 to 51. He was uh, 17 of 21 for 287 yards, which isn't all that amazing, but he had two touchdown passes. He had two rushing touchdowns. Oh, wow. And then he ran for 94 yards. Oh, man. The boy is a, the boy is a Swiss Army knife. Um, he's actually second in rush yards uh, on the team, and he leads all rushers on the team with eight touchdowns. He's got more oh, touchdowns wow. than the rest of the running backs. So he's doing it now. Tennessee is four and two, and I know Tennessee fans are happy because the last several years have not been kind to the Volunteers. Uh, like I said, maybe it's that orange. You got to do something about that. Didn't you see orange is the new black? Do something with that. Mm-hmm. Switch it up. Switch it up. But Tennessee's wins. Um, they have beaten Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, Missouri, and South Carolina. And their opponents are still averaging. I mean, these are teams that they should have beat the snot out of. Mm-hmm. And, and their opponents are still averaging 22.8 a game. Now, mm-hmm. their losses are to Pitt and to Florida. And then you got a quarterback named Herndon Hooker. How are you going to have a quarterback named Herndon Hooker? That's crazy. Herndon Hooker. The Herndon Hooker. <laughs> we going to leave that one alone. Uh, and he's not all that great either. I'm giving the edge. I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. I think Ole Miss – kind of brings Tennessee, knocks them back a notch. I'm giving the edge to Ole Miss. The keys to the game, Ole Miss just needs to do what they've been doing, but they need to find some defense. Yeah. Think about that. They still, even though he did all that, Arkansas still scored 51 points and could have won the game if they had not missed the two-point conversion. Yeah, so, they've been they've they've had they've got had almost a hundred points scored over that going against them in the last two weeks with 42 right. against Alabama and then now 50. 51. Right. So, so they gotta show up that defense. Do something about your defense, man. Cause you have you know, to. You got to. Because Tennessee is four and two, and y'all are playing in Rocky Top. Mm. And uh that you gonna look around, you're gonna see orange as far as you can see. I have driven through Knoxville. Let me tell you, as soon as you hit the state, the city line, everything just turns orange. I mean, just it, just everything. You just think it's like one big giant Whataburger. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's that color orange, Whataburger orange. How you going to have a football team with Whataburger orange? Do something about that. That's just not right. <laughs> Say it again. Don't make me reference Sandra Bullock no more. You better change your uniforms up. Uh, anyway, the key, the key to, I am not going to wear that gaudy orange. It is not in my color wheel and I cannot do it. Um, I need to find that sound bite. Um, yeah. The keys to the game for Tennessee. Three words. Stop Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Three more. If you can. Right. That's right. it. That's all I got. Because the boy is all over the place. And, uh, you know, I, you always hear about Heisman hopefuls every year. And then some of them wash out in the first part of the season. And some of them wash out in the middle of the season. That boy is a do-it-all kind of guy. Um, I don't know that he'll win the Heisman. And then again, heck, he might. Ain't no telling. So we'll see. That game, 7.30 p.m. on the SEC Network. 
moving forward. Oh, by the way, Sean, you know what I forgot to mention? Before what? I go another further, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that this week in SEC football has procured our first sponsor. If you see in the crawl down there in the lower third, we this episode and every episode brought to you from now through the end of November will be sponsored by DJG Enterprises and www.greekgans.com. They make beautiful Afghans. This is uh this is a 20 ounce tumbler. I played as a fraternity when I was in college for our 30 year anniversary. They custom laser engraved this for me with the coat of arms with the chapter uh, seal and our information on it. He can make these for you and he will be doing these in sec colors. They are $40. It is an insulated 20 ounce tumbler DJG enterprises. You want to get at him. You will email him at DariusJerome at gmail.com. Did I send that to you? I, I, I don't believe so. I didn't. You sent me, you sent me this the stuff on the bottom. That I did, I did not. I was uh I was that is D-A-R-R-I-U-S-J-E-R-O-M at gmail.com. Let him know what colors you want it in, what designs you want on it. Now I will say this. I don't think he has a licensing right to logo, so he can't get you the G's and all that stuff, but he can make these for you in your favorite SEC team colors. Also, he does custom Afghans. If you want something, a picture of you and your, and your peeps in Greek gear, he makes Afghans for you. These are $40. I'll check and see how much the Afghans are. I think they're 120-something. And uh, they don't take very long to get. As soon as they're made, they ship out to you. I think it's less than two weeks turnaround. So mm-hmm. check that out. DJG Enterprises and www.greekgans.com. Thank y'all, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today on this episode of This Week in SEC Football. I am Mr. Fingers. That's my co-host right there to shout out, King. Sean Spencer. Smiling point, smiling point. That's his thing. That is his thing right there. That's my guy. We're going to keep this thing moving on. Number 17, Arkansas at Auburn. Arkansas still ranked because mm-hmm. they put up a hell of a fight against mm-hmm. Ole Miss last week. 51 points. All it came down to was the last second two-point conversion, which they weren't able to convert. And uh, so this game, Arkansas versus Auburn at Jordan-Hare, noon on CBS. I got a question for you, man. Yeah. Do we still, do we still believe in Bo Nix? I mean, uh, yeah. well, can you can you believe in him? Because I know Georgia fans. I know Alabama can't like any uh, Auburn players, but can Georgia fans like Auburn players? Well, we played them last week. But my yeah. point, like 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 my my point in asking that is, he's another player that came into Auburn very mm-hmm. highly touted out of high school. Greatest thing since sliced bread. This kid's gonna break records. This kid's gonna win Heisman's. This kid's gonna win championship trophies. And so far, he's been. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got also look at like he's he has to play Alabama and Georgia in the last each of the last two years, which is hard for him. And and he lost his he lost Schwartz in, in the, to the draft last year. He lost his receiving core. He doesn't really have any receivers. I mean, I like the kid, but I mean, I get your point. Kind of like Spencer Rattler. Oh yeah, and we gonna get into that later. Don't don't you worry. But oh, like, like, 
last week against Georgia, people were talking about Bo Nix is focused. And, you know, Coach Harrison talked about how focused he was and he was ready for the game and he was going to come in and rah, rah team, right? And uh, he got he got beat around a little bit. I mean, it wasn't too terribly bad, but you remember the stat I gave you before about Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Will Rogers from Mississippi State. Okay. Name's this Jeff. kid is playing for Auburn. Auburn. This kid is highly touted. He's supposed to be a Heisman candidate. He's only got 1,196 yards and six TDs so far in six mm-hmm. games. Okay. He's very easy. It's, it's easy when his protection breaks down for him to get unsettled and scramble. Now, the one thing is that he can make plays with his feet. And I saw that in the game last week because they talked about it. You know, they talked about how, you know, he's good at, he's better at making plays with his feet and scrambling and making plays. He seems to be able to find ways to do that, but you can't count on that. You can't do that the entire game. You know what I mean? Um, so so that, that those are a couple of pluses about him, but just to give you an idea of where he stands, the passing leaders in the SEC right now, you talked about Will Rogers. He's got 14 touchdowns. Bryce has 20. Hmm. Okay. LSU, who is two and three? Their quarterback, Mash Johnson, has 17. Hmm. Missouri, who is three and three? Their quarterback, Connor Bazelar, Bazelak, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Connor, has 12. How many did he get last game? Who? uh, No, no, the Missouri guy, because they played North Texas and that. They blew them out the water. You know what? I didn't even get. I didn't even get a chance to watch that game. Like I, I missed a couple, and I don't even. Hey, think- ladies and gentlemen, if you if you did not see uh, <laughs> Anthony's take on them last last week, it, it was hilarious. He 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 did the best he did best job trying to be as civil and and treat this team like a team. So I I, I, look, I did I did exactly what I told my viewers to do. Missouri versus North Texas. Watch it if you would like. It's on at four o'clock. <laughs> it's a high score game. If you bet on it, it was a good game. If you got both the guys, because they definitely scored. Hey, hey, more power to him. More power to him. Wait a minute. Let me let me finish this list up though. Okay, Stetson Bennett has not played uh, quarterback, starting quarterback, the entire season. You know how many touchdowns he has? Hmm. Eight. Mm-hmm. I think Stetson's only started three and a half full games. He's got. He's only got three less touchdowns than Bo Nix, who's been the starter all season. Mm-hmm. I really think it's time for Coach Harson to pull the the pin on the grenade. I mean, you see how you see how the team responded when he went in when they were playing against uh, was it uh, Georgia, Georgia State? Mm-hmm. He marched. He came in, marched ninety seven yards down the field for a touchdown. A turnaround and won the game. I think it's time for him to pull the plug, like. He, he he hasn't he hasn't played a full game yet, and he has a higher rating than Bo Nix. His rating is one forty five point nine. Bo Nix is one twenty one point eight. Hmm. The team responds well to him. Um, their defense is on, allowing nineteen points a game, which is not nearly nearly as much as we were talking about with uh, with uh, with um, uh, Alabama. Yeah, I mean, their defense is doing a fairly decent job. So. Uh, I just think he needs to pull the plug on that. Um, Tank Bigsby, mm. the, the running back that was supposed to be the bowling ball that was going to chop up the, the the Georgia defense. Five touchdowns, 458 yards on the season. Leading receiver, Jock Hunter, three touchdowns, 
465 yards on the season. Those guys have got to step up. Those are the keys to the game. Bo Nix, they've got a – I don't know how the offensive line is going to pull it together in a couple of days. They need to give him better – either they need to give him better protection or coach needs to put Harson in the game. Uh, Harson – coach needs to put Harson in the game. Harson is the coach. Harson needs to put Finley in the game. Um, you know, on the flip side of that coin, you got Arkansas. You got K.J. Jefferson. Played in that same game, 25 or 35, 326 yards, three touchdowns, one pickle. He ran for three touchdowns. His leading, uh, his leading rusher, Raheem Sanders, went for 139 yards, and he had three wide receivers with, 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 with receiving touchdowns. I'm giving the edge to Arkansas in this one. Auburn fans, I'm sorry, I know you're not gonna like it. I, I just think Arkansas was a victim. Of, well, I won't say a victim, it just came down to that game came down to who had the most points on the board when the clock expired. Because if yeah. it was another 45 seconds on the clock, you know, Arkansas would have won that game. I'm giving the mm-hmm. edge to Arkansas. I don't think it's a detriment to Auburn. I just think Arkansas is the better squad. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We got any injuries? Auburn, uh, their defensive end, J.D. Moultrie, is unknown. They don't even know if he's playing. He sat out versus Georgia last week. Arkansas doesn't have any injuries. There's been a lot of, you know, I've been trying to track the injuries because you got me last week. You got, you're like, hey, isn't he hurt? And then you just looked at me like, and I went, oh, yeah, that's a stat. I got to look up everybody except for Georgia. My co-host called me out. It's like, yeah, they got anybody hurt? I was like, Ugh. so I've been looking up these injuries. And, man, I think, I think, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year, it was some game where team got called out because, um, the DB went over to his teammate. It was like, no, 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 lay down, lay down, and act like you hurt. Like wow. it was obvious he was faking an injury. So what these guys have done, the acting has gotten much better this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you were watching the game, um, uh, Penn State, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Every three plays, somebody got hurt, and they laid out. And, and, that, and, and they, did. No huddle. they laid out, and they took them in the tent in the whole nine. There's a whole bunch of unknowns. I think those uh, those uh, undisclosed injuries are guys that faked an injury, huh. and then they didn't want to say they faked an injury, so they just say undisclosed. Maybe. Yep. These coaches are getting slick, man. Uh, let's see. Number twenty, Florida plays ES. Number twenty, Florida plays ESPN. Number twenty, Florida <laughs> travels to Death Valley to play LSU. That game is noon on ESPN. Uh, Florida quarterback Emory Jones on 1144 yards on the season nine touchdowns. Here's the telling thing seven interceptions mm. and uh, 479 yards rushing. What that tells me, he's uh, definitely he's a guy trying to get his stats. He's uh, he's Willie Beeman before the team turned their back on him. You did, yeah, that? yeah. He's like, when I turn on the invisible juice, I'm gone. Like, he's trying to get his stats up. Because there was a big controversy over who was the better quarterback, Emma Robinson. Robinson got hurt. Um, the defense has twenty sacks. LSU's defense has twenty sacks. Uh, Max Jones not ranked very high in the SEC. Not a whole lot to see here, folks. Florida's ranked number twenty. LSU unranked, uh, but LSU does have, despite losing the game to Auburn at home, I think they have the home advantage. I'm gonna, and this has nothing to do with me being a Gator hater. I'm giving the advantage to LSU just because they're playing at home. Um, if uh, Florida can shut down shut down the pass rush, they got a good chance at uh, doing something. LSU really has to play a flawless game. They got to get their run game going because they don't have a whole lot going. 
There are nine undisclosed. There are 14 total undisclosed injuries between the two teams. <laughs> but I'm giving the edge to LSU in that one. Uh, man, I just keep this thing rolling, 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 rolling. What? Rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. Hey, if you're just joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Make sure you uh, pop on in the comments and say a little something. We got any comments today? Nothing. Got nothing. Nothing. I shared it to our uh, college page. I shared it to my page. Let me uh, see what they're doing on Let's Talk Football. Hey, y'all come on in here and say a little something to us. Say, hey, we just feel like we ain't talking to ourselves. Normally when people sit around talking to themselves, they say you're crazy. <laughs> uh, we're, we're a little ahead of schedule today, my friend. Um, we're doing pretty good on time. So I want to throw this out there. Um, I'll, I'll put it out on the review, the, uh, the, the weekly preview, the week seven preview tomorrow. But big shouts out to my Savannah State Tigers. Go Tigers. They are now four and one, five and one. They're now five and one, still wow. moving in the SIAC East. They went down. Uh, they played at home against Erskine College. They, no TV love, no ESPN love. They're not on that HBCU list that gets the TV. Uh, TV deals, uh, but they're five and one, still leading in the, undefeated in the conference. This weekend is homecoming, homecoming mm-hmm. at beautiful Theodore A. Wright Stadium in the heart of coastal Savannah, right off of La Roche Avenue, across the street from the Krogers and the Crispy Chick, where you can get the Buck Box. Savannah State is taking on the Nasty Tigers of Fort Valley State. The market Tigers gonna cover it. Let's go! And the Greeks are gonna be out there doing the thing, and they're gonna be tailgating. And Savannah State is going to win. Yes, I'm gonna reel that back in. Can you tell I'm excited? I haven't been home to homecoming in six years now. Yeah. What kind of stuff did they do at homecoming? Oh man, talk to them, man. The same thing they do at every historically black college and university, brother. You Mm -hmm. got. You got the the fish fry on the yard. The, the the um, you got the fish fry on the yard. You got all the alums come back. Normally on Fridays, when all the alums come back, talk about man, I used to live in that dormitory, that room right there. I remember you messing with that girl. I wasn't messing with that girl. You was the one messing with that girl. She was like, I wasn't even studying neither one of y'all. That's why I married somebody else. And then you uh-huh. all the all the old Greek, old school alumni Greeks get out there and get to strolling and sing them old songs. And the new school Greeks get out there and get to strolling. And the DJs out there, you got the fish fry going. Student union is open. People are going in there and buying them severely overpriced $85 t-shirts. There's normally like $10 to <laughs> Yep. And then uh, you know the hotels are overbooked. They got stuff going on all week. They like they'll have a gospel explosion. They normally open up the week on Sunday with a concert from the concert choir. I used to sing in the concert choir. I did. He's the lily of the valley. I did, bruh. There you go. Oh, my bad. I sang bass. Valley. Anyway. <laughs> um. The concert choir does a the thing. They have all these kind of breakfasts for the alum and the alumni association, the homecoming parade, the the homecoming queen and the homecoming king. And then the band does this thing where they march from, they come through the yard and they march down to the stadium and they come on up in there. And man, let me tell you, and them tailgaters, whoo wee 
You want to talk about some tailgating? Now, don't get me wrong. I've been tailgating at at other institutions, and they get their tailgate on Georgia, Florida. I've never been down to Florida game, but Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they get their tailgate on. But if you've ever been to a homecoming at a black college and gone to that tailgate, you your sugar will go up 32 points just walking by all the tents. And then there's a partner of mine. Diabetes. Diabetes. No, 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 no. This is not an HBCU. We got to call it the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a partner of mine that pledged Omega South Fire the year before I did. Shouts out to my man, Big Mo Calhoun. Man, look, everybody knows where to go get the good meat at the Q tent. The Q's had that grill going. You hear me? Uh -huh. yeah, I mean, you can smell it eight blocks down the road. You just, oh, ah, that's Calhoun on that grill and that smoker. Shoot, sometimes you might not even, you just be listening, be like, is the tear coming from my side or that side? Then you, they run over and check the score. We still win it. Let's party. <laughs> and then the step show. And then uh, the, the the DJ parties and the concerts and stuff like that. And then come uh, Sunday after the game, mm -hmm. if you ain't hung over on a Sunday <laughs> after homecoming, you didn't do it right. Right. You did not do it right. If you don't go to class on Monday in October with shades on, like it's the middle of July, <laughs> wearing long sleeve clothes, wait, wait, wearing long sleeve clothes. Like it's December, cause you simultaneously hot and cold. Yeah, you didn't do homecoming right. If you don't <laughs> walk, if you don't walk by your crush that you didn't know turned into your sneaky link until you woke up on Sunday morning and read your text, and can't neither one of y'all look each other in the face. <laughs> you didn't do homecoming right. If it ain't at least two couples that's been together for at least two years. They didn't break up behind something that happened on homecoming on the HBCU. You didn't do it right. So Savannah State homecoming is this coming weekend. Shouts out to my Savannah State Tigers. Mo, bro, I'm going to send you a FedEx box. You better send me a plate. I had enough to send you a homecoming cooking right. every year from Virginia and Oklahoma, and I ain't got no. Well, you know what? I can't say nothing because I cook too, and I don't send you nothing. So we just call it easy. <laughs> Right. Just send a brother a couple pictures. All right. That's all I got. That's when's the next time you gonna go? Uh when 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 Auntie Coco decides she's gonna leave, she's been here too long, man. Plus that, the way they canceling flights, uh the way they the way Southwest canceling flights. <laughs> I ain't trying to fly spirit air because I will fight somebody. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell mm -hmm. me I can't get I can't get a, a, a I can't get a two-pack of saltine crackers. <laughs> but I paying you $15. Uh-huh. That's how spirit does. <laughs> and Southwest, look, Southwest, I read a story where Southwest Airlines canceled so many flights. This girl was getting married. Her and her husband decided to get married in Vegas, and everybody was supposed to be coming. And they canceled so many flights that half her family couldn't make it to include her parents. Oh. I am not trying to get stranded when I got a job to get back to. Right. <laughs> I got to be back here. Look, I, I can work remote, but I don't know if work gonna be too understanding of well we understand you went to georgia but we need you back but my laptop's in oklahoma <laughs> jesus help <laughs> man i said homecoming ain't nothing like it all right we keep this thing going <laughs> we keep this thing going thank y'all for joining us tonight for this week at sec football i am anthony handy 
That's my homeboy, Sean Spencer. We here doing this thing for you. This hey, week- Nathan, Nathan said, what's up? Ah, Nate, what's going on, my guy? This week's episode and every week's episode from now through the end of November brought to you by DJG Enterprises and www.greekgans.com. Darius Jerome Gordine, entrepreneur extraordinaire, Howard alum, Howard University alum, and my esteemed brother in Alpha Phi Alpha. Shout out, my brother. Thank you. All right, keeping this thing going. We're going to move on. These two teams are not in the SEC, but, you know, we've said already they're coming. So we're going to start highlighting them because we want you guys to see, even though right now the freshmen that are on the squad will all be, if they wait till 2025, all those freshmen will be gone. But there's a probability they'll make the jump this year. So we just want to want you to see what you're looking at. Uh, number four, OU versus TCU in Norman at 630 on ABC. Going to be a little bit of a late game. You know what the talk has been on campus at OU all week. Caleb Williams versus Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Who's going to start this Saturday? Who's going to be under center? I mean, it's just like, who, who? Who who's gonna do who's gonna do it? now? Let me ask you a question. If you get a steak knife stuck in your chest <laughs> and you need some help, are you gonna ask the guy that barely passed the basic EMT course for help? Mm-mm. Or are you going to go somewhere with somebody who has a degree at a minimum in nursing and trauma care to help you? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> exactly you know what i'm saying if you want your car fixer you gonna go to the guy who watched three youtube videos and now he knows how to finally take the lug nuts off of his car or are you <laughs> gonna take your car to a mechanic All right the point i'm trying to make here is lincoln riley is not a dumb man oklahoma wants to win these fa- i live here I know it. Sooner fans own it. Y'all mm-hmm. want to win a championship so bad, it it makes your skin itch sometimes. I see how some of my coworkers walk around after they lose that one game they should not have lost. Just be you know, they want to win. Lincoln Riley wants to win. He said he came here because he built, believed that he could build a winning program. Spencer Rattler, is talented spencer rattler also i think my humble opinion is distracted hmm. not by the money in, not, not not by the money in the nil deal mm-hmm. not by any of that okay because he was going to get that anyway but since he was 13 or 14 years old this coach has groomed him and said you're going to be my starter you're going to help me build this dynasty Everybody knew who he was. Did you know that the fans were mad when Jalen came to from Alabama to here to play? Wow. They were Jaylen, mad. Really? Jalen Hurts, who played on a national championship winning team and did not lose his second game as a college starter until he played his 20. He he was 25 and one, had only no. lost one game, did not lose his second until the 26th game. Took him 26 wow. games to lose two games. Kids battle tested and proven. Mm-hmm. They didn't want him. They want Spencer Rattler. We want the next big thing. Oh, you good. You won a championship, but that was two years ago. We want Spencer Rattler. We want Spencer. Well, they got Spencer. 
Yeah. And he had to get sat down last year at, at Red River. Yep. For Tanner Mordecai, who, by the way, is now playing for the undefeated Mustangs of Southern Methodist University. Hey, nice. He, he jumped in the trans because Tanner Mordecai was like, I, I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. It's like, well, you've been wanting this kid for six years. There's no way I'm going to ever get any playing time. We're in the same mm-hmm. class. I'll never play. I'm going someplace else. Thank you, yeah. coach, but I got to go someplace else. Now yeah. he's a starter, and they might do some damage. I think they're ranked at like they're low ranked, like twenty somewhere, twenty three, twenty five, something like that. Anyway, uh, that he lives in his own head. I think, like, he feels like I could tell in the Red River this past week that he was like he felt like he had to do something, and he had to do it right now instead of just calmly taking control of the team and leading them back to victory. He's got herky jerky. Um, he, like I said last week, sometimes he's too quick on his progress. Number one is not open. Check down. Mm-hmm. He did that same thing through that pick, and then uh, later on in the either first or second quarter, he there was a play where the blocking just completely broke down, and instead of scrambling out and trying to hit, and he had a receiver down the sideline, he decided he was going to try and scramble and run. Did a fumble. As a result, first quarter scores twenty eight to seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting shellacked. Yeah, you called it. And I said this. I said this last week on this very show. Oklahoma is a good team. If they get down by more than two scores, if Texas shows up and punches them in the mouth, then they it's going to be a struggle for them to get back. I gave them the edge, Oklahoma. Nice round of applause. for to give Oklahoma a round of applause because they pulled it out. But I'm going to tell you why they pulled it out. Coach, 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 Coach Riley's a smart man. He made, he made him sit down. He started Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Caleb came out there and he immediately lit a spark. Blocking broke down. He juked four guys, ran 66 yards for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. And Caleb Williams wound up finishing the game 16 to 25, 212 yards, two touchdowns, and one rushing TD in one half of football. Okay. For comparison, Spencer Rattler, 8 of 5, 411 yards, one pickle, one fumble. He had an 11.4 rating when Coach Riley sat him down. Hmm. 11.4. Wow. That's wow. not good. No. So, um, and then uh, Kennedy Brooks, who is, uh, I like to call a silent beast. He, that boy is a beast. He's a, There's a couple of beast running backs in college football, and I know the NFL doesn't really build a lot of offenses around running backs, except for the Titans, who we – talked about on your show let's talk football other uh, let's talk football the round table on tuesday how they're running derrick henry in the ground um but they don't generally build them around running backs anymore like that although um that team that i won't mention in your presence because it makes you itch um their running back is you know they're allowing him to eat so he you know who i'm talking about look at sean's face oh, oh, dallas or duke well because duke duke's running back also has like nine t- nine or ten touchdowns nah, and he's I, sleep he's having a sleepy good season but that's why i was saying because both of them make me itch so now nah, i was ta- i was talking about that team that plays down in arlington texas oh, janae struthers team yeah <laughs> come on sean the man is eating the man is eating <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta check this show out on mondays let's talk football dip to go they go ham, man, oh, man. But uh, Kennedy Brooks, 25 rushes, 217 yards, two touchdowns. That boy is nasty. If he gets drafted by the right team, and I don't mean 
a desperate Jaguars who will are right now in a foot race with the Jets to see who's going to get the number one pick. And it's mm-hmm. only week five. Um, if he doesn't get drafted by one of those teams, if if uh, one of those other teams can hold out uh, and pick him up, that's got a good where they can do something with him or at least like a Browns, like where the Browns were a few years ago when they brought in Baker Mayfield, where the base is good and they just need a couple more pieces to start climbing. He'll, he'll do some damage. If he goes to like a, if he goes to like a Jacksonville or the jets, his career is going, his career is going to be a wash Mm -hmm. or he'll wind up just languishing there for a few years and just lazing around until he can break free. Like Matt um, Stafford. Hopefully yep. it don't take like 10, 11 years and most of his career. Um, mm-hmm. Marvin Mims, wide receiver, 136 yards, only five wow. receptions, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Wow. Uh, so the, the whole debate with this thing is who's starting? Who's starting? We know Caleb Williams is starting. Lincoln Riley has not announced his starter, but we know Caleb Williams is starting. Um, matter of fact, he tried to be so secret squirrel with it that some students from the student newspaper, the OU Daily, decided mm-hmm. to sneak up on the hill and watch practice and then go back and write in the student paper that Caleb Williams was taking all of the first team snaps. Wow. Lincoln came out and had a press conference, said, let me coach my team. Y'all stop, y'all stop second guessing my decisions. Mm-hmm. And he shut, down, he shut down all media access to the team until after the game on Saturday. Wow. What did that tell you? I believe that's crazy. That mm. you know, the other question is: Is Spencer going to jump in the transfer portal? Uh, if he winds up losing his job, his father came out and said this. Uh, I, I, I had the name of the thing written down, but I already threw my notes down there in the floor. But his father came out and said this. He said, um, and and it's not an exact quote. I'm paraphrasing. He said, "We're dedicated to the team. We're dedicated to finishing the mission." He said after. After Spencer plays in the Big 12 championship and wins the national championship. Oh, wow. We will talk to some NFL teams and see what our options are. Oh, wow. Who dad that sound like to you? That's no, like, that sound a little LeVar Ballish to me, don't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. And his dad said that. Like, I think the kid grew up with a lot of pressure on him to excel. Yeah. I, I think I think at one, I think he was good at I think he's good. I don't think he's first round draft pick good. If he jumps for the draft after this season, at best he'll be a mid round second draft pick, second round draft pick. At best. Yeah. At worst, he could wind up like Jake Fromm getting picked up in the fifth or sixth round and riding the pine and then getting cut and put on the practice squad. Hmm. Yeah. Tighten your game, tighten your game up, tighten up your shot group. What you think? No, no, I agree. I completely agree. I mean, it might be better if he doesn't get drafted early because then he might get drafted with a decent team and, like, maybe a backup. Yeah, because, you know, there's – I'd rather be a backup on a good team than be a starter for a bad team. Because yeah. the, money, the money's all going to be – if the money's all the same pretty much, but let's be real. Jerry Jones is – I mean, he got the most money because he got the biggest fan base. He's got the biggest brand in the NFL. I know you don't yep. like that. But he's got the biggest brand in the NFL. He's got the most money. But for the most part, all that money and that revenue sharing, all 32 owners are all billionaires. So they mm-hmm. a nice check. If the money's the same all the way around, and I got a choice between going the first round and getting drafted, you know, by the Bug Tussle Bulls, 
I say that because you know, I get, I get, I get, I get the Bug Tussle, Mississippi. The Bug Tussle Bulls are gonna play down the Bug Tussle, Mississippi. <laughs> in in the in the in the uh, Lando Lando Lakes Butter and Cream Arena. Yep. <laughs> or getting drafted as a second stringer behind a guy who's got maybe four or five years in the tank. Mm-hmm. Save mileage on my body. Learn yep. everything I can learn. And then get the opportunity to start. I'd rather do that. Right. That's the biggest problem, though. A lot of these kids get drafted and they want to, you know, they want to jump right out and start to be the starting quarterback. Oh, man. So we keep moving here. Here's the next one number 21, Texas versus number 12, Oklahoma State. This game right here is very important. Uh, Well, actually, the last game of the season, last Big 12 game of the season, is Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Let's just play what if. Let's do Marvel and play what if. What if Oklahoma runs the table, Oklahoma State runs the table. Now it's down to the last game. That game will then determine who will be the winner of the Big 12 and potentially going to the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have a lot of my I don't have a lot of dictate on Oklahoma State cuz I haven't really been following them. Their games have been under the radar, but they're very silently Going to six and zero, which is a good thing because Mike Gundy, when he would beat his chest about it, they wind up losing some game to some mugwump that they weren't supposed to do. from Buck Tussle. Some mugwump <laughs> from Buck, Buck Tussle State. We drove all the way from the arena. Y'all like our new school buses? Um, so you know, but Oklahoma State's not who we're talking about. Texas is. Texas is ranked number twenty-one, still in the top twenty-five. I mean, dude, that was a hell of a game. They scored 113 points between the two teams. And Casey Thompson, here's the thing. Casey Thompson's an Oklahoma boy. His yeah. dad played for Oklahoma. He decided yeah. he wanted to go play in Austin. 20 or 34, 388 yards, five touchdowns. He tied Sam Bradford's record for most touchdowns thrown in the Red River. Yeah. Five touchdowns. Uh, Brian Robinson, their running back, 20 carries, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Xavier Worthy, nine catches, 261 yards, and two touchdowns. I got to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of footage on and, and, and footage on Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something I don't normally do. I'm going to give the edge to Texas just because I know what Texas can do. All right. So, so we're going to go horns up for that one this week. I uh, didn't get. To, I didn't tell y'all what time that game is, but y'all can uh, y'all can look that up yourselves. Y'all got Siri, so <laughs> right. Do your own work. <laughs> that brings me to this week's game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, for the third time this season, ESPN Game Day will be on site in Athens, Georgia, along with e, uh, ESPN and SEC Game Day. Yep. They're going to have two programs in Athens the same time. Why? Because this time, this one is the one I'm just going to call this. This game right here is the one for all the marbles, and I'm going to tell you why. Florida's already pretty much eliminated from winning the East, unless the earth opens up and something really tragic happens. But Hmm. I don't foresee that. So right now, Florida, who was the other, normally the second contender to win the SEC East, already has two losses in conference play. One against Bama, one against LSU. 
if they lose to who did I say they play again this week? Who uh, Kentucky? Talking about Kentucky. They play Auburn this week. They oh, Arkansas. Auburn. They play Auburn this week. So Florida plays Auburn. So if they lose to Auburn, they're pretty much they're pretty much eliminated from from uh the SEC championship from shot yeah. Yep. The winner of this game will pretty much be in the driver's seat because this week, uh there's only there's only two more weeks of conference play after this. Yeah. Because then we go back to playing the Mugwumps. And then we play Georgia goes back to playing the Muggleworms, and then they play Georgia Tech to close out the season. That's always our that's always our season closer, and that alternates from Bobby Dodd to Sanford Stadium. Um, so this is it, basically, for both teams. This is the yeah. game. This is the game they got to win. Like yeah. Georgia could Georgia could win all the rest of the games, lose to Florida, still get in the championship game because they beat. Kentucky and Florida will more than likely still be ranked. We'll see, but neither one of these neither one of these teams can afford to lose this game. Uh, but right now, the odds are on ESPN. Yeah, Georgia, just take a stab at what the percent. I'm gonna let you take a stab before I tell you what it is. Um, what three point favorites? Georgia, maybe. No, I'm talking about percentage. Like what percent chance to win? Yeah, fifty. 50 <laughs> 50 i mean kentucky's a pretty solid team i don't i don't know as much uh i'm just, i'm sure you got the stats on them but uh i george's offense is I, I, i'm just gonna throw this out here for you yesterday it was 84 percent. wow 10 minutes before we came on it is now 95.4 percent and georgia will win yes wow there's only a 4.6% of people that believe the UK will win. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that that is a guarantee for us because any given Saturday, I hope that doesn't happen. I think that this is the most focused and most dedicated team that I have seen since, since I've been following, okay? These guys are, they're playing as a unit. These are things that I'm noticing. They're playing as a unit. The defense is like smashing like one big Hulk smash fist. The number one thing that I've noticed most of all, I haven't seen a whole lot of dumb penalties. Yeah. There've been some, there've been some penalties. Some of them have been a little unavoidable, like, you know, going to, I don't think we've even gotten any targeting calls, but um, like there was one where there was, you know, some hand action going on between the receiver and the, db and they called the pass interference but it could have been it could have just as easily been a no call going back and looking at it because the db and the receiver were both looking at the ball and were hand checking each other we got the pi call uh, there haven't been any dumb penalties that has been the thing that has killed us year in year out we got a couple of dumb penalties against alabama fortunately the defense was knocking them back and we were just a few seconds away from winning and two or through that two of the Devonte. y'all know the story that's all right. Still love them. Go dogs. Man, <laughs> all that day though. I haven't seen the dumb penalties. I haven't seen any of that. Ninety five point four percent right now for Georgia to win. Wow. Um, number one UGA, number eleven Kentucky, both undefeated. Um, let me let me do some rundowns on some stuff for you here. Kentucky's quarterback Will Levis. Um. He's not a bad quarterback. He's got some good stats. Uh, 
1134 yards, 11 touchdowns. Here's a here's a red flag. Six pickles. So that means he's throwing at least one a game. Yep. Um, his QBR is not that great. 63.8. He ranks 40th out of, and that's not bad out of 130. You don't have to have a top tip. I mean, Georgia has shown you you don't have to have a world beat. I mean, both those quarterbacks are good, but neither one of them rank in top anything. Yeah. You know, mostly due to the fact that neither one of them have played the whole season. Now, here's his record against teams ranked in the top 25. His rank is uh he's got a 91.8% rating. Now, that ain't bad. But when you think about the fact that these other guys have got when you got a Bryce Young with 140. Yeah. Um, and and his yardage so far this year against teams ranked in the top 25, 87 yards and one TD. That oh, those wow. stats against top 25 teams. They got wow. a running back by the name of Chris Rodriguez. He's a junior from McDonough, Georgia. He's got 768 yards and five TDs on the season. Um, he's not quite so bad. He's still averaging 99 yards per game against the top 25. And if you get anywhere in the vicinity of 100, you're doing all right. But he's only scored one touchdown against top 25 teams. Not top 10, top 25. Wow. You feel me? So that yeah. means from Georgia all the way down to SMU. If they played all of them, that's what he ranked right now. That's not – I mean, granted, they haven't played that. Here's some telling things. Their largest margin of victory so far has been 35 points, but that was against University of Louisiana Monroe in week Oh, one. wow. Okay. Their defense is allowing 17.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. University of Georgia, 5.5 points per game. Wow. Their leading wide receiver, uh, Wondale Robinson, He's got uh, these uh, 37 receptions, 527 yards, and four touchdowns. Not not too terribly bad, but he's not a world beater. Um, and that defense has 13 sacks, three interceptions, and two forced fumbles. That's what I got there. And you guys already know what's going on. Uh, JT Daniels is still a little tender uh, in his lap, in his right lap. Uh, Coach Kirby's – I think Coach is kind of – Coach is banking – on the mailman, Stetson Bennett, to win the game, which yeah. I, think, I absolutely think he can. Um, and he's trying to rest up the guys for Georgia-Florida because we have a bye week after this week going into Florida. So he's trying to get everybody good and rested. I think that's when we'll see George Pickens come back if he's coming back. Um, and I forgot the other player we talked about. I think Blaylock may even be back <laughs> practicing with the squad. So hmm. that, that's what we got there. Um, no other noticeable – oh, a lot of uh, more undisclosed injuries on Kentucky. <laughs> undisclosed. That means it's under this closing. You can't see it, and we're not going to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I, have to, I have to talk. I had to talk. Georgia versus Kentucky, we know what Georgia's fan base is, is, does. We, we know it. We, you know, Georgia has been a premier – I want to say top tier for the last better part of the last 20 years, SEC team contender. Um, and the fans pack the stadium every single week. It is absolute bedlam and madness from the dog walk when the guys get off the bus and make their way down to the stadium until the time they ring the bell at the end of the game. If we've won, there's a, yeah, seriously, there's a chapel bell on, on campus. If the dogs win, they ring the, they, they pull and ring the bell. 
Oh wow. That's why you see me say every weekend ring the bell. That's what that's oh, about. nice. Um, and then they play it over the PA system in the stadium. It's loud too. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Crazy. Um, rock the bell. LL would love it there. I'm changing your name to James Todd Smith because you're gonna be raining L's anyway. <laughs> um so I so I want to talk a little bit about the Kentucky fan base. They are affectionately known as the Big Blue Nation. Um, they have had tons to cheer about over the last several decades because of their basketball program, but their football program was kind of meh, sometimes just really meh, you know. Um, maybe just a step above like the Browns going to games, fans going to games and wearing paper bags on their heads. Um, but in the last few years, there's been a rejuvenation, there's been a spark, and Bob Stoops has brought that on. So you can see at the home games at Kentucky now every season. A sea of blue, a giant sea of blue. And there is no bigger fan. I want to send this next segment out. (laughs) There's a guy on Facebook. His name is Wesley. He is a super fan of Kentucky. He is Kentucky's biggest fan. He loves Bob Stoops. He loves that program. He can tell you. He can spit out stats. He's like a computer. He can spit out stats and what this guy's done and what that guy's done. This guy loves his team so much that he's the guy still clapping at the end of the game as the guys are walking in the tunnel going, great game, guys. You guys did it. Hey, we'll get him next week. Go Big Blue Nation. He's that guy. He's such a fan that he is a guy that his team could be down by 45 points in the fourth quarter with three and a half minutes left to go with no timeouts, and he'll still fold his arms and go, we can still win it. He's that kind of a fan. Well, this week, I, I, and he does these li- he does these live videos on Facebook in the different SEC groups that we're in, and he talks about Big Blue Nation. And let me tell you, my man is fervent. Like he'll drive all the way home, be like, "I'll be right back on." Log off, go in his house, get back on his phone, and just pick up right where he left off. Well, this week was the first week. I actually had in, I think, the four or five years I've been following these groups to interact with Superfan Wesley. So, Wesley Gaines, I'm just going to tell I'm just, I'm reaching out to you. This part of the show is just for you. This week on SEC football, I'm trying to rein in my Shannon Sharp voice, but it's trying to come out. So, I don't want to let it come out, but it's just making its way out. And Skip Bayless, if you just pull my, pull my collar if you feel me going too far, I'm going to shut it off. Though. I'm going to talk to you. Anthony to Wesley. Wesley. Dude, salute, much respect for you being a huge fan of your team. You are a bigger fan of your team than a lot of folks that I see around the rest of the NCAA to include the team I root for. I applaud you for that. You were supposed to stand up and say, my Wildcats are going to beat the dogs. Now, I disagree with you. Do I think it can happen? I absolutely do. Do I think it will happen this weekend? Absolutely not. I do not. So I don't agree with you. I think the dogs will reign victorious this coming weekend. But here's what I'm going to do. Superfan Wesley, if you want, if you are down for this challenge, and we just going to keep it simple because I don't gamble no money because I work hard for my money. I'm not going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to throw it away. You know what I mean? Here's what we going to do. Uh, this, it, this is my this is my proposal to you. Should the dogs reign victorious this Saturday, I need you to come on Facebook Live 
go on Facebook Live. Because he wanted to get in the, I got to give you the backstory. I started, I said, as an analyst, I jumped in the comments. I said, as an analyst, I kind of disagree with your take. People are like, analysts, oh, you going to throw credentials around? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not an actual analyst. I'm not on the network. I do a podcast, and I like to nut- crunch the stats. And he starts coming at me. Tell me how many sacks. That this, that tell me how many sacks my boys have got to get to beat Georgia. Tell me how many touchdowns my boys have got to get to beat Georgia. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know. I, all I know is we got to score more points than you to, for the game, to, for us to win the game. That's it. I can't tell you that. because You couldn't have told me that Alabama was going to lose to Texas A&M on last Saturday, everything on paper said Bama was going to beat Texas A&M. I, all I can give you is what I see, and I'm giving you these stats, and I'm telling you, I think that Georgia's going to win this game this weekend. And that's not me as a fan. That's me as somebody looking at what I see on paper. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Here's my proposal to you, Superfan Wesley. Should Georgia reign victorious this coming Saturday? I need you to go on Facebook Live. I need you to say, Anthony Handy, Anthony Handy, much respect to your dogs. Go dogs. That's all I need from you. And if Kentucky wins, I'm a big enough man. I'm a man of my word. I have lost some sports wages before. Two years ago, I had to show up to work in a skin-tight white, purple, and gold phony uh, faux tuxedo shirt because I lost a bet with my coworker that Georgia was going to be LSU. And he purposely got it two sizes too small. He had me wearing an extra medium. <laughs> you can see my heartbeat. It was so tight. Just walking around the boop, 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 like Bugs Bunny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, man, your third rib is a little bit more crooked than the other one. Get out of my business. Leave me alone. I lost a bet. I was listening. <laughs> I am a man of my word. If y'all win, I will come on Facebook Live. I will address you. I will look right in the camera and say, Super Fan Wesley, Kentucky was the better team that day. Congratulations to your team. Go Big Blue Nation. I will do that. And if you accept that challenge, I'm going to put this segment. I'm going to take this segment out of the show. I'm going to put this segment on in the group. If you accept this challenge, you let me know. You put it in the comments under the video that I'm going to put on in the group. That I want to see you, but I just want to know how you think you're going to win. Here goes some stats for you. You want some stats? I got some stats. The teams you beat, your team beat this year, Big Blue Nation. This is who they beat. University of Louisiana Monroe, two and three. Missouri, three and three. Chattanooga, the Chattanooga Mocs. That's a name for you right there. Two and three. South Carolina, three and three. Florida at four and two. LSU at three and three. Now, I crunch some more numbers. If you like stats, I crunch some more numbers for you. University of Louisiana Monroe, 762 yards passing, 427 rushing. Missouri, 1788 passing, 1014 rushing. Chattanooga, 835 passing, 980 rushing. South Carolina, 1254 passing, 758 rushing. Florida, 1382 and 1643. LSU, 1777 and 499. Now, the average for these six teams passing and rushing is 1,299 yards passing, 887 yards rushing. But, but, but wait, there's more. If you take out the two teams that were ranked at any point in time during the season, from the preseason to this day, that means eliminate Florida and LSU. That drops down to 1159 and 794. The teams you have beaten, minus the ranked teams, have been kind of middle of the road. 
Okay. Now, the collective win-loss record of the teams that Big Blue Nation has beaten is 17 and 17. Hmm. Even 500. Now, if you take out Florida and LSU, who were ranked, that's uh seven and five. That now becomes 10 and 12. Hmm. Hmm. Nah, nah, nah. Holler if you hear me. Now, let's hmm. do this. Now, Sean, who did, who did Georgia play this year? I forgot who Georgia had played this year. I may have to look on my paper, see, because I had wrote it down. Let's hmm. see, they had played Clemson, and Clemson was ranked number three when they played, and they still three and two. And then no, I got to I can't do that. Say, well, you can't we can't really claim Clemson. They're not ranked anymore. Minute, hold on, but at that time, I'm talking about at that time. Now I know it doesn't mean anything now because they're not ranked. But at the time, Skip Bayless, see, you you're gonna start over there and talk about how the University of Georgia is not a good enough team. Well, I got the stats for you right here. Let's look at these stats. So you had number three Clemson, that old devil Sweeney, he come in there and he did all that stuff. Georgia shut him down, but they beat Clemson. Clemson still three and two got a win record. University. Alabama, Birmingham, four and two. Uh, South Carolina at three and three. Vanderbilt at two and four. There ain't nothing we can do about that. You know, Will Muschamp. Now, Will Muschamp over there. He doing defense, doing big things over there with Kirby Smart. Skip. He doing big things with Kirby Smart over there. Look here. Then they play Arkansas, who was ranked number eight when they played them. They still ranked number 17. They four and two. They got a shot at maybe potentially jumping up into the SEC West. And then uh, last but not least, they beat number 18, Auburn. They was ranked number 18. They're not ranked right now, but they might be ranked again after they beat LSU. They are 4-2. and two. They beat three ranked teams right now, and they might, if they beat y'all on Saturday, that'll be four. And if, 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 if Florida is still ranked in two weeks, that'll be five. If. if. <laughs> I'm going to say if. I'm, I, I, you know, because I'm a big believer in if. But you, you know what else to say? If you can feel the unforgiving stack, the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Come here, somebody. Don't make me preach a sermon in here today, Skip Bayless. Uh, their opponent's record is 20 and 15. And if they run the table and all of these opponents are ranked, they will have beaten five ranked opponents this season to your two. <laughs> and only... One of those teams that you have beaten so far has a winning record. Now, I just want to provide this. I got to get out of Skip Bay. I got to get out of this. this, this <laughs> Shay Shay, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to tell you what I told my man Sean Spence a couple weeks ago. Listen, if you lose the game, you're going to have to come on here and tell my man Fingers, congratulations to give him a nice big go dogs. And then Uncle Shay Shay going to do you a favor because you know Uncle Shay Shay like to do stuff for people. You know that, Sean. What he oh, going to yeah. do? Oh, yeah. What am I going to do for you? I'm going to run right over in the kitchen because you're going to become one of my, you're going to get the new customer discount. I'm going to go in the back. I'm going to have a man, James Toss Smith. You know James Toss Smith. His first two initials is LL. That's double L's right there. I'm going to have yeah, him yeah. cook you up some hot flaming ones right on the plate. I'm going to bring him a serve right there on the plate. Now, I'm going to tell you, I said all that to say this. I see, we, we can all talk smack. You can talk smack. I can talk smack back. And I can get you in 18 different voices while I'm doing it, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is, I hope, what I'm hoping for is a good game. I got a good feeling the dogs will reign supreme. If we win, all I want you to do, Anthony Handy, you was right. Your boys were better than mine today. Go dogs. And I will do the same for you if your Kentucky Wildcats win. Best of luck to your squad, Superfan Wesley. That's my segment for that one. I'm done. I'm giving the edge to University of Georgia. That's all I've got. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully he answers you back. That'd be funny. I can't wait. <laughs> hey, you better chop this up and get it to me quick.
Cause the L's get cold. Oh, I'm, gonna send you, I'm gonna send you that full video, man. You do that thing, man. You kill it. I, I cannot wait to see what you make on this one, cause this is this is hilarious. No, no, I, I just got to. I'm gonna go put his full name out there, but you know, there's some SEC. There are a lot of SEC groups out there, man. There's one I belong to. Got ten thousand fans. There's one I'm an admin for. Um, that just went over. When I joined the group, it had like two hundred something. Yeah, and in a couple of weeks, it has jumped up to a thousand. It just broke the thousand uh, fan barrier just recently. Wow. Wow. And I do post, I do post uh, this in that group. Shouts Man. out, shouts out to all my admins from all SEC Sports Roast. Thank y'all for having me as an admin. Oh, by the way, I did mention this earlier. We are sponsored by DJG Enterprises this week. In SEC football, DJG Enterprises and www.greekgans.com. They make these beautiful, um, these beautiful insulated 20-ounce tumblers. You can get one of these in your favorite SEC team colors. All you got to do is get at my man Darius Jerome Gordine. Email Darius D-A-R-R-R. D-A-R-R-R. That would be D-A-R-R-R-R. D A double R. I knew I learned how to spell D A R R I U S J E R O M E at gmail.com. Tell him what you want on the cup. Tell him what team colors you want on it. Turn around, ain't more, more than two weeks. It's $40 for these. He also does Afghans. If you got a picture or sports picture you want to put on there, now you can't do copywritten stuff, so don't be trying to be slick. But if you got a favorite picture of you tailgating or a favorite picture of you and your peoples uh, at the game and you want to put that on the Afghan with some Go Dogs on it, I believe those are $128. And the turnaround on that is a little bit longer because I, I don't know the dimensions on the Afghans. But I know that next week. That is our sponsor, www.greekgans.com, DJG Enterprises. Thank you so much for being our very first sponsor here on this week in SEC football. Sean. You know, I yeah, look yeah, forward yeah. to this every week, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the first week. I look, and I cut loose, and we still didn't run that far over. Yeah. First well, episode, yeah. first episode, I went off the ranch. I think the show was like eight hours long. Sean was over there, like, I need some food. I gotta go to work in two minutes. You talk too long. My mama said I can't play with you no more. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you got anything you gotta add for the good of the crowd, man? I thought that was great, man. I can't wait to see what this guy says. Shout out to Kentucky Superfan. <laughs> I can't wait to see either. I'm going to tag him in it, too. I'm coming. Look, yeah. man. I, look, I got all the respect. Don't think I'm poking fun at you, man. This is just a good nature <laughs> smack talk. But, I, you know, I, I, I do respect you being an absolute super fan. But I think we need to put a little something on the table. Look, I, look I'm going to do him like uh, I'm going to do him like that promoter did. And Rocky Five, Rocky Balboa, do you accept Tommy Gunn's challenge? <laughs> Tommy Gunn. <I> remember. <laughs> hey, you know, it's never over. I got stuff in the basement. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get it and keep moving forward, you know? Adrian used to tell me that a lot when he was a little boy. Now you're a man all grown, you know? Anyway. <laughs> I can do that all day. We do appreciate you guys watching. We hope that you do check out the entire family of Let's Talk Football series. You got Sean and Janae Strother, like I mentioned earlier, Monday nights on Let's Talk Football. That also airs in the Let's Talk Football group on Facebook and on the Sean Spencer YouTube under Let's Talk. Yo, yo, Facebook, right? 
Yeah. That's your Facebook. Make sure you like. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, please make sure you like and subscribe and give us a share if you like the content we're putting out. Tuesday nights, that is the roundtable with, once again, Sean Spencer, Mr. Nick, I Want to Smoke, Rosario, and Miss Diversity Delilah. There's a segment on there called uh, Diversity with Delilah where she talks about some things in sports where sports start to break off in the diversity. Uh, and then you got Nick's picks and uh, uh, use his picks if you got money to throw away because he ain't been having that good a season. But that's still my guy. Shouts out to both of them. And then Wednesday nights, they went on hiatus this week. But that is uh, the homies, Will Kramer and my longtime homie, Ablo, the shirtless wonder for Washington Football Weekly. Boy, I know y'all going to have a lot to talk about next week. Boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. I'm excited. And then, of course, there's us here on Thursdays with uh, This Week in SEC Football. And you can hear all of these replays on the Zagniv One Radio Network. That is www.zagnivradionet Zagniv One Radio Network.com. That's a whole lot to say. Don't worry about it. You, it's it's on Facebook. Zagniv also, One uh, Radio Network. Yes, sir. When, when uh, Wednesday uh, before the uh, Washington Football Weekly, it's uh, Let's Talk uh, Fantasy Football with David Wright. And, yes, sir. Uh, Sydney Swinton and David Wright is an absolute trip. Oh, and we can't forget our homeboy Nate Snell. Although Nate, uh, we got the big Nate podcast, but Nate is kind of free floating. But you can find him on YouTube. I don't, does he do Facebook? Uh, he does more YouTube. I, I mean, I'll sh- we always share it if we see it. Yeah, so the big Nate podcast that is the entire family of Let's Talk Sports and Let's Talk Football. Check out one of those shows somewhere near you. Adi, you got anything else for the good of the crowd before we get out of here, sir? That was good. That was good. Super fan. Look forward to hearing from you. Yes, sir. Super fan. West the games. I'm looking for you, baby, because I'm going to sit right in this chair. I can't wait. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week in SEC football. Been our absolute pleasure being your host this evening. As always, I am Anthony Handy. I'm Sean Spencer. And this has been This Week in SEC Football. Subscribe for content and more on your new home for podcasts and independent music on the Zagnif One Radio Network.